to living in limbo today we are going to carry on our conversation from last week talking about identity um but now we're looking at identity through the lens of university and post-university um so yeah we're going to dive into what that's been like for us and before we begin Lamela, how are you i am good thank you hi everyone um i'm all right um i've just had a plate of pancakes so good start to my day on the side that's amazing (laughs) i on the other hand i am fighting sleep but we progress (laughs) nonetheless okay anyway um yeah so how's the week been so far what have you been up to this week thoughts watching etc I had an episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. My door literally jammed from the inside. I didn't forget my keys or anything, but um, my latch has an issue. So it literally locks the door from the inside and you can't open it from outside. Um, so I was effectively locked outside my house with my keys <laughs> and my phone was inside. And I had my AirPods, luckily, so I could call for help. My landlord was of absolutely no help. Um, but I called Fumbi. I ended up calling my ex because <laughs> I needed to. Um, which thankfully was not awkward. But um thank God for that. Yeah. I eventually had to go through I live on the top floor of a two is it two what's it called? <laughs> Townhouse, London Townhouse. What is it or... called, Fumbi? No, it's not. I think it's, yeah, is it called a duplex? Maybe. It's semi, exactly, thank you. It's semi-detached duplex. So I live on the top floor. I literally had to go through my neighbor's flat. Thankfully, they were home. I was doing a full obstacle course, Spider-Man thing, climbing the fence climbing the roof of their house to get in luckily i had a window open so i literally just climbed through and that's how um i got back into my flat i was avoiding doing that because i don't like doing things like that like i thought i was going to fall down (laughs) thankfully it was fine and yeah the situation was solved at the end of the day i've got my landlords changed my locks at least so yeah Oh, that's that's what's been happening for me. I've been busy as well with doing hair, editing my second YouTube video. I recorded a makeup tutorial. So, yeah, I'm busy. I'm just getting through things. What about you, Fumbi? What's up? Uh, for me, what have I been up to recently? I have been re-watching How I Met Your Mother, which is good. A really good Cool. Um, I watched it when yeah. I was younger, and then watching it now, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, it's just like, oh damn, these peeps were really doing some crazy ass things, weren't they? Um, <laughs> right. It's fun to rewatch shows like from a different perspective, especially like after time has gone. Like I rewatched Desperate Housewives two or three times, and I have mm-hmm. a different outlook each time because I've had more life experiences. So. I find that quite interesting. No, it's fascinating. I I was saying to my friend, who's also a very massive fan of like How I Met Your Mother, and I was like, if we take out Marshall, because Marshall, as we know, is like probably the most honest character in the entire show. Well, if you watch the show, that is. But 
most <laughs> honest person I would think would be Barney and then Robin. Um, I just like Barney. Oh, Barney is not honest. Barney is not honest. Barney is deceitful. I'm not talking about honest in terms of other people. I think like there are moments when Barney is actually incredibly aware of who he is as a person. Right, so like self-aware. Yes. So like in his conversations with Lilio Marshall. um, Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I meant. So I've gotten to the point in the series where he's actively in love with like Robin and he's trying to like, (laughs) not again, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, but fair enough. Yeah, so it's you guys. (laughs) Um. But yeah, in watching that, I'm just like, no, this man's actually incredibly honest. And he's just, you know, wrestling between whether or not he wants to be the woman he's so-called in love with or ruin his friendship yeah. with Ted or like the friendship group. What does that look like? How does that work? It's really weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like what people say sometimes. It's like, would you date your friend's ex or something? And honestly, I don't have the answer to that. So those of you who are in that situation, go and figure it out to yourself. Oh, no, no. You've asked the question, so you have to answer it for me. (laughs) You don't get to do that. I've given you my answer. I don't know. No. (laughs) You're avoided. To those... That's not an answer. It's a yes yes or no answer. I don't think it's a yes or no answer. Would you? I think it can be incredibly complicated and nuanced. So go and investigate your situation. And come back with your answer as you want. If you um, and now I'm asking you, like <laughs> situation, you've fallen in love with somebody miraculously. Maybe you knew that was actually the ex, but you know how it is with feelings. Sometimes you can't always con, like you can't always control it. Mm-hmm. What, like, what, what do you think would be your approach in that situation? I'm quite curious to know. Well, I don't and you ask the question, so like I'm not gonna let you get off. Like you have to answer. <laughs> no, I just. I think watching the episode or the series, you know, makes me think about it. And I think how they resolve it is quite interesting. Um, one, it's a moment of reflection for Ted to realize, okay, maybe I am over Robin. And so, like, it's not that big of a deal. Plus, like, Robin and Barney are better matched than Ted and Robin ever were. Just on the basis of, like, their value systems are slightly different. They want different things out of life. Mm. So, I'm just like, yeah. Oh you know and in the show i could tell from season one that they had better chemistry barney and robin because there was like a scene where robin goes laser tagging with barney and like they drink scotch and they smoke cigars together and robin is like i'm happy to work (laughs) you know with barney and do all of that fun stuff and i was just like how quirkiness matches his own quirkiness barney's on a different level but i feel fit very well um, yeah like she had more fun with him like she could she, be more yes. herself with him she could be more herself with him yeah. have more fun explore more um and to some extent i would even say like barney was quick to go above and beyond for robin for most things in some ways um like when she was looking for a new job helping her create like a video to get her a job filtering through stuff to help her get a job to make her stay in the u.s and i was just I like <laughs> Yeah, this dude, this dude is really, really invested. So on that basis, I'm just yeah. like, that's not to say that, like, Ted didn't do anything. Like, the guy stole a blue French horn for the babe, um, which is, like, quirky, romantic, whatever. <laughs> but 
in other areas of bits that count. I just think she was more herself with Barney or more naturally herself with Barney than it was with Ted in that sense. And Ted, I think, was the romantic fog of it. But with Barney, there's like a real friendship, etc., etc. Now Not the fog. <laughs> Please. 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 <laughs> uh, I love how you've answered that using how I met your mother. Can investigate their own situations and come up with the answers. I don't have the answer to it. Ask me in a few years. Maybe I would. Okay. Miss Political. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the answer I have to go with. identity and last episode we, we spoke about identity from being in secondary school and then today we're going to extend the conversation to going into university and ultimately finding our identity in our adult lives and what that process what impacts our journeys have had on both of us finding yeah. our identities I think yeah. this is going to be a really fun conversation. Yeah, are. I feel like this episode is going to be quite cathartic. That is the vibe I'm getting right now. Because I feel like although we talk, Fumi and I, like outside of the podcast, and then we also talk to our friends, I feel like at this age and like at this stage, both of us where we are in our lives right now, it will actually be really fun to like reflect on everything that we've been going through. <laughs> And to be able to take stock based on where we are right now, um, I feel like the past five years has just been sort of like a whirlwind. I don't think I could have really like predicted exactly how things are going to go, not necessarily in a bad or a good way, but you know, life is dynamic, life is dynamic. So yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it's... There's anything I've found is um, there's a lot of character that I've been building over the last. For since sure. Since I finished my masters, I would say even during my masters, a lot of character building has happened. But we'll yeah, get into character building. Really, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> character <laughs> building through uni. Whew. Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty of this. Okay, we are taking you back to autumn of 2017. Fresh out of A levels, re excited, you know, getting our big girl pants on. Results day came Guys, out. Guys, so excited. So excited. Results day came out. We got into our choices of uni. I actually right. did not get into my choice of uni. You didn't get to your choice of uni. So I think that would no. be, be the first place to start because I'm kind of curious to understand what that was like for you. Because for me, girl. I was pretty much, I remember applying from the universities I applied to and I got rejected from most of my top three choices that I wanted to go to. And then I was now caught between two and like it was a conversation between me and myself and my parents and I think my cousins and we're like looking at universities and we dropped like a pros, pros and con list. So it was pros either and cons I, list. So, <laughs> It was between Warwick That's and... Fumbi's thing, bro. Even when I call you till this very day with an issue, Fumbi will be like, have you, have you drawn up your pros and cons list? I think 
know it's what? actually an amazing tip. It's a very good when, way to look at things objectively. When my cousin told me that that year, I was just like, Fez, let's let's look at it. And so it was me having been rejected from three of the choices I wanted to go to. So it was now between Warwick and Bristol. Now I absolutely despise work with everything within me. Something about it just made me feel like boarding school vibes. Like I went to the open day, I was in a classroom. I was looking at people go. I went to the open day as well. Yeah. People like walk around campus to go to the other classes or do something. Did you get this? Like something about it was just like, why do I feel like I'm back in boarding school again? And bear in mind, if you've been if you've ever attended boarding school, we did it for like well, eight years. Going to a campus university just feels like an extended version of boarding school, but for sure different so i really wanted a city feel there was between warwick and bristol and bristol i went to bristol like three times twice on an open day one time just for fun because i was just in love with the city and um i remember having to decide which one i wanted to make like my top choice and the one i wanted to make my backup choice and um it was just like let's be honest like Warwick has a better branding, grading academically compared to Bristol. Not to say that Bristol is a bad university. Bristol is a brilliant university. But like when we looked at like the rankings and quality and alumni, yada, 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 it was just like, yeah, Warwick is king here. So despite how I felt about the university, it went on the basis of practicality. What would be better for me future-wise, CV-wise, academically wise and then move from there and it's so funny because on results day <laughs> i didn't get into bristol but i only got into work so it was almost like do you know what it was a divine intervention that i chose work to be yeah. like my choice and bristol as my backup and of all the five universities i had applied to work was the only one that took me in from the city universities to I think work was my only campus uni, to be honest, and that's the one I got into. So wait, how do you mean you didn't get into Bristol on results day? Yeah, so you know, like on results day, you can check whether or not you got to the one you want, and then UCAS will tell you about the other ones you wanted to go to. Yeah. Yeah. So well, then I, how I is out... it that you got into your firm, but not insurance? Bristol was my insurance choice. So like, I already got rejected from my insurance choice. I only found that on results day. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. So, well, you could have found out before then. No, I didn't find out till results day about Bristol. It, I swear, I think it was so okay. weird, which is why I called mine divine intervention because... Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I, okay. It was, my mother already knew. My mother was like, I knew my spirit. It was clear to me. And I was just like... That is if you work. That is if work. She said it to me... <laughs> She said it to me at one point, I think when I got my Oxford rejection, work was the first university that she said to me. And I think I just ended the call on her. I was just like, please, 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 please. Um, your priorities are different. I'm done. Like, I'm not even in the mood I'm for this right now. This. Ah! Um, but yeah, but yeah it, it just I'm felt finished. Like, it just felt like my path was aligned for me to go to Warwick instead in all the universities I hear that I am applied to I hear that full circle with my masters but we'll get into that when we get into masters territory yeah how about you do you know I actually I feel that because I do feel like there's some things that are literally already written like so maybe you are literally just meant to go there like yeah 
So I, on the other hand, got all the five, <laughs> luckily, that I applied to. I did not apply to Oxbridge. It's not that I didn't feel like I was going to get in, but I just honestly didn't want to go there. I felt like it would be like a very... I went to, you, like I said in the last episode, I went to sixth form in North Yorkshire. It's a predominantly white area. I didn't want to go anywhere that would feel too, like, stush or, like, restrictive or, like, it's so uppity. So I wasn't, there was nothing about Oxbridge that called me. And people even asked me, like, oh, like, why wouldn't you apply for that? Because they thought that I had the grace for it. But I, I genuinely did not want to go there. I heard someone say that they went on their open day and they said something about they can't walk on the grass. And I was like, am I in primary school? Like, <laughs> such a minor thing, I know. But, like, I just didn't want to feel, like, zipped up. Do you get what I'm trying to yeah. say? Like, oh, you're so... Blah, blah, blah. Like, I wanted to go and have fun. In as much as I was in school. <laughs> in as much as I was in school, man, I wanted to go and have fun. Because mm-hmm. when we left Nigeria, like, I wanted that freedom. And I didn't get it in sixth form. So I was now looking to get it in uni. And that also informed the choices that I picked because I mainly wanted to go to uni in London, um, which now, and like looking back, I can actually see how much I missed out on the like campus feel. Mm. But just like you said for me, like I was avoiding the same boarding school feel. I went to work open day as well. And it was just like everything in the same vicinity. Everybody knows each other. There's a uni co-op. I was like, no, 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 please. Like, I want to feel free, I want to spread my wings yeah. and fly. <laughs> so all of my main choices were like London unis. I applied to Nottingham, LSE, SOAS. Uh, I think I did Bath, maybe. I don't remember what the other ones were, but then I, I, I ended up picking LSE as my firm. And then SOAS was my insurance. So, like I said, I wanted to be in London. Um, I actually liked the idea of doing maths at Nottingham more than at SOAS, but I wanted to be in London. I didn't want to be in Nottingham. So, results day came. I was predicted an A star AA. (laughs) And I had a little hiccup in my maths C3 examination. It was something to do with, like, it was a trig question. And when they did trig, I mean, I was on holiday in America. <laughs> that year I was on holiday, yes. I was living La Vida Loca, and then I came back to school like a week or two weeks later. And then I like caught up, but I think like the topic was not the easiest to like get your head around because it had to do with like, it wasn't like normal sign and cause, it was like the inverse of sign, inverse of cause. You had to like learn the graph. And that was the question as well in the exam that really messed me up, guy. Because when I saw that question, I was like, I, I don't even know what they're asking for. And I left it. I did all the questions. And then I came back to that one. But it was like quite a heavy mark question. I came out of the exam. I was crying. Because <laughs> you don't get it. I was sure that I was, I was like, there was no question in my mind about whether I was going to get that Easter in maths. What do you mean? Like, I, I, like, I, like that was my subject. There was no way. So when that question tripped me up, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I didn't get my A star. Unfortunately, I got an A, and LSE was like, bye bye. <laughs> I was literally losing my shit on results day because I picked SOAS. I didn't want to go there. Do you get it? I just wanted to be in London because I was so sure that I was going to get the grades. I was like, yeah, yeah, LSE. I was so excited. I had looked at the Acom. I picked my Acom. I was already daydreaming about being there. Do you get it? Like, and then results, they came and I even emailed them. They were like, yeah, no. So I had to go through clearing and then, um, I got a spot at King's to do, um, the same subject. So that was how I ended up going to King's. Um, which is ironically across the road from LSE. <laughs> so for the whole of first year, I was just going to uni, seeing the uni that I could have gone to <laughs> right across the road. <laughs> Actually didn't get over that thing for a long time as well, because like, I really felt like I was going to be successful. I had no doubt in my mind that I was going to be successful and things just didn't go that way. Um, so I feel like that was also like my first like big lesson in, I won't really say overconfidence, but just understanding that just because you're really good at something does not mean that is every single day that's going to be your day. Mm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I ended up going to Kings. Um, so that's how I ended up there. And I, I had an okay experience. I had an okay experience. I would just say that looking back at uni, when I went to other cities, when I went to my friends in Birmingham, where I went to from be in um, Warwick, in Coventry, and I was just like, like you guys are fully, like you know yourselves, mm. and you know people in the unis nearby. For me, I lived in a studio, in a private accommodation. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this about myself as well, but I can be quite reclusive. Like, I'm not the kind of person that's going to, like, go to the commons and just sit down and start talking to everybody. Yeah. So, like, I was in my room a lot of the time. I got a boyfriend very early in first year. So, like, it was just me vibing, doing my own thing, chilling with my boyfriend. I didn't make a lot of friends at uni as well. So, (laughs) it was a very different experience. Um, but I don't really like, I don't really look back on it in like sadness. I just think it was, it was what it was. And yeah, that was that. I think going back, if I had the opportunity to do it over, I would definitely go to a city probably in the Midlands. Um, I wish I had made more friends with more Nigerian people as well. Um, yeah. But then shouldn't we branch out? Like we literally left Nigeria. So (laughs) Yeah. Not that you shouldn't have Nigerian friends, but then you should also branch out and make friends, like mix. Do you get it? Like, don't stay only with like what you know and what you're comfortable with. It's um, funny because my which first... is kind of what I tend to do sometimes. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because when I get when I remember my first year in uni, my flat was actually incredibly diverse. I was the only Nigerian and only black in my first year flat, um, and going ahead of the story the people i lived with in first year i saw my very very good friends till date so i like to think that like i really really locked out in terms of like the flatmate um distribution yeah. system that happens in campus universities when you live on campus because what i found found out was in your first year you live on campus 
and then in your second and third year you leave off campus in your final year or third year give or take because some people do four-year courses um you can choose to move back to be on campus or still live off campus i really like the people i lived with in my first year of um university actually they were really cool from different bits of the world um we had two guys from india um one guy who was was he nepalese nepalese or bangladeshi something and but grew up in england there was a friend of mine she was indian british indian um two very english guys um and then one english girl and one portuguese guy who also had been in boarding school in england for quite a while so he's more like i would call him british portuguese on the basis that he's been here since he was a child so he understood yeah a bit more um yeah and that was a real eye-opener for me it shocked a lot of people that like i got on so well with my flatmates and i was like yeah because they're really cool people like <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't get it. People were surprised. Like I would go for brunches with these people on like on a Sunday. They're like, You go for brunch with your flatmates? I was like, Yeah. I'm and done. People were like, I don't like my flatmates. I was like, Oh, Fez. I guess I locked out yeah. in the lottery there because yeah. really, really cool people. We had so much fun. Um yeah, so much fun together. And till now when I see them, it's it's so much fun and it's kind of great to see how much we've grown but in that basis it really spurred me on to like you know get to know people more but bearing in mind like it wasn't too much of a shocker and the basis that like i already came from like a very international sixth form already so getting yeah. into that space was slightly easier as well like the transition in that regard wasn't too bad what the transit what was difficult of a transition more so was scheduling like fitting around my time, studying, making sure I wasn't late to my lectures because there's no housemaster or parent coming to be like, are you up? Ding, 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 devotion time. None of, none of, none of that happening, you know? So it's just like navigating, also finding where things were. Like for the longest time, I was just like, where is this in work like a campus yeah. is incredibly huge and you're just like i don't know where any of these things it was are. really big it is no really idea big. where anything was um but yeah i think in that sense the flatmates i had made it easier for me to like okay make friends a bit more um and get to yeah. know people but then in the other place of like personal management like self-management education management yada 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 that took a little time oh yes and let's talk about freshers Whew. let me tell you something for me i think the first six weeks so the first six weeks of uni pre-weeding week i did everything i was out every other night we did all the pranking games we did everything once reading week came and went i was like <laughs> sayonara i'm not doing that with any of y'all like i'm good i'm done it got me so you had finished your own i had finished i had finished my own there was so much to still explore but i just knew for myself that like consistently drinking every night consistently going out every night guy just was not just know what you wanted how you was to spend yeah, your time just literally. was not it for me like 
if it's not us in the flat making a meal together, maybe having a cheeky drink or just talking or chatting, I'm sorry, I'm not going to, what was the name of that club? Neon. It's you and I Friday. Was some other not neon. We had, we had neon. There was one I never went to while I was at work called Casbah. I was just like, Z, you can't find me. That one was in the middle of Coventry. And I was just like, I'm not going anywhere to the middle of Coventry. Please, oh, I'm respecting myself. <laughs> Did you get pushed back for that? A little bit. Like, people would just be like, oh no, for me, come out now, come out with us. And I was just like, Z, sorry guys, I'm not. And yeah. Again, what I would say is there are some people I met that were incredibly respectful. I think the people I was around, again, were quite respectful in the sense of like, they'll be like, no, no, just come on, come on, come on. But once I was like, yeah, my no is my no. They were like, fair, we get it, we respect it. That's cool. You don't have to. And I think that for me was a very, very positive experience to have. But not a lot of people would have that either. Yeah. Again, if I... If I wanted to feel pressured to go, maybe I would. I think at some point, when I first started saying no, I was just like, maybe I should go. Like, it's just, you know, I was just like, no, yeah. I'm already in my PJs. I actually yeah. just want to be I want to be in bed. <laughs> I want to watch Netflix or and that's like, read a book. And that's a good experience as well of you, like, standing standing on, like, what you're saying and what you want to do. Yes. You get it? Like, it's not always about doing what other people want you to do that's literally not how you want to spend your time even if that's like the popular thing mm-hmm. it's very important to have that kind of strength within yourself to you know designate your time however you feel is important rather than just being like oh but what will people think oh but are people not going to think like I'm fun or anything like that it's like I have my own ways of, of like I have my idea of what's fun for me <laughs> do you get it yeah, because I think that that's, like, a huge thing, especially in the UK. There is a very, like, heavy drinking culture. And even working in corporate spaces, it's still something that you need to navigate. And I have heard stories of people who maybe feel like they don't bond as well or they miss out on certain opportunities because they're not want to go out and drink with everyone else. And it's just, yeah. like, you actually don't have to do that. There is definitely difficulty in navigating that, but I think it's very important to not start to not start getting carried away doing things that you don't want to do, essentially wasting your time because that's not what you feel like is important, just to like please other people, you know. Yeah. So, and even if like people want to do something sure. with you and you don't want to drink, I also think offer alternatives to them. Like again, yeah. don't. I feel like there's a thing where it was like the person who's asking you out should then offer you the alternative. No, actually you offer the alternative. That's yeah. what you want to do a bit more instead. Yeah. And I think it's important because I remember like at some point, one of my flatmates had discovered like this little playground in the middle of Warwick and it just became a ritual that will just take midnight walks to this playground and I'll be on the swings they were like the monkey bars or something. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like an outdoor gymnasium type of thing. Um, exploring your was, inner child. Exploring your inner child. And I was just like, okay. On the nights when I really just don't want to go anywhere, I could just say, let's head on over to the you know playground and 
play yeah and do whatever and then come back um so yeah that was fun also getting involved in societies yeah. as well i i found myself i went to the law society thing once i went to a pop crawl with law society and that's why i made a lot of friends <laughs> in the legal in the legal cohort i was part of and it was just like so many faces so many mm. names i could not remember all i could just yeah. say was like oh i saw you last wednesday the guy with the da, 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 whatever but yeah that was um it was that was interesting me on the other hand i didn't really do the whole freshers party week thing i actually like going out but i love being indoors mm-hmm. and it's funny because i didn't even realize how much but like i should have known that like i so much prefer to like be in my bed it's cold outside i like to snuggle up with my blankets crank up the heating do you get to like watch a movie or just be in the comfort of my own space i just feel like when I'm outside, like, what's going to happen now? Like, who's, like, going to be weird or... Not even necessarily people just being weird, but I just like the comfort of being in my own controlled space and putting things how I want them to be. Mm. And it's warm. It's warm. That's a very important part. We can't discount that in this country. guys. actually cold outside. I don't like to be outside and, like, freezing, you know? So, Yeah. I didn't really, and like I said, I was in a private accommodation. It was mixed <laughs> with other students from other London unis. Um, and some of them knew each other, but I didn't really know too many people there from Kings. Yeah, so I didn't really like go out that much in Freshers Week. My friends, like from Sixth Form, my friends from nigeria like from my secondary school we're all in london as well um and that was another thing i loved about london like people are always in london people from everywhere like people will leave their unis and come to london the concerts are in london london is where the fun things are happening so that was another big sell for me so yeah my freshest week i was going out with people that i already knew Instead of me to go and mingle and make new friends, I was literally going out with the friends I already had. And then I think one time I went out with um, another friend of mine that I had um, from sixth form, but she was actually at King's and she stayed at a King's accommodation. So um, I went out with her and her flatmates. And then um, I didn't really have that much fun. It was in one of these clubs. I don't even remember the name. It was like, was it Fabric or like one of these? Oh, yeah, these London clubs. Shout one of them. And it was actually quite fun. Like, we went in the... There was, like, this party bus. It was, like, a, a red London bus, but it was a party bus. And then we went in that. And then we went to... Yeah, it was a fun experience. Um, but I didn't stay too long at the club. There was, like, a ball pit. I had fun. And then after a while, people started getting a bit off their heads. And I was like, okay, something time for me to go home now. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that was a fun for Freshers Week thing. I did, like, go out a bit in, in uni, but um, it wasn't really, like, a club thing. It was more to, like, parties, all these parties that they had in, like, the and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. that. I, I would hear about, like, parties <laughs> and stuff. People would be kind of just like, Z, I don't yeah. have time. Bro. Maybe I should have, like, yeah. Like, sometimes when I think back to uni, there's certain things I wish I did a little bit more of, like, 
okay for me like just pay for the ticket to go to Leicester for that one party I feel you or um I feel you or even join some more societies than I did like don't get me wrong I was quite involved in uni in some extent but there's certain that's good there's certain things I was just like maybe I should have tried this and that a bit more like in hindsight there's some things about hindsight hindsight is 2020 no no but there's some things about (laughs) hindsight being 2020 that it's sometimes you look at it through murky glasses that you can't really see clearly that like no come on you actually did quite a bit in the sense like sometimes you look back and you're like oh maybe i should have i should have done this a bit differently or done this more but then you were working based off the knowledge you had at the time Right. you had at that time at that for time, sure exactly and what you felt was worth your while at that time exactly so if you don't even enjoy like going to the club why would you pay out of your own pockets and so, then travel to a neighboring city to go to a party that you don't even want to yeah, go to like no it why was just, it was just not for me. <laughs> that's the a bit long the only yeah i remember going for would be like friends birthday parties so like i had friends who were in birmingham like i think they were in aston or something so i would be I was always in Aston University. You would begin to think, uh, um, <laughs> you, do you live... Like, you went to that uni. Did you go to Aston? Yeah. I, just, I just happened to have a friend who was quite, you know... I had two friends who went to Aston, so it was just like, okay, if I'm in Aston, I'm going to go see them because this is where, yeah. where they are and they're having a birthday So my friends party, are literally... Or they're doing something. Or I'll yes. come down to London to see you, for example right so it was like a thing that i would want to like okay i'm if i'm going into this particular city i'm going there for this one purpose the only time i went to leicester was when my laptop broke down in uni and the nearest apple reseller repair shop was in leicester that was my first and last time in leicester (laughs) (laughs) I went for one mission and one mission only. Please. Did it and came back. I, was I like, am oh. literally finished. Literally. I'm done. Literally. That was it. That was I it. I went to that first party that they had in Leicester. It was the early one. And then they had two other versions. I didn't go to any of the other ones, but I went to the one in first year. I think I had I had a good time, but I did not enough to keep me coming back. I think in second and third year, I was just busy with other things. So, yeah, it happens. Like yeah. For me, I was just like, See, I'm not a re. If I don't really know the person, or I'm not going as a plus one of a friend, yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to like a party. Yeah, going to a party. I don't. Yeah, just for the sake of it, I feel it's just. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like if you invite me or I'm a plus one, I'll go. Even some games nights when it's nice, like oh, I'm going as one plus one. That's fine. But really and truly, and it's just. I think it's my nature. Like, I like to go out, but I also like being indoors. I, I'm a bit of, like, a am a rabbit. I go into my hutch, and then when I'm out, I'm out, and I'm all bright and happy <laughs> around in that sense. But yeah. when I'm in my hutch, I'm in my hutch. Like, don't bug me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uni, I think, for me, was, like, uni for me, I actually spent a lot of time just flangering. Mm. and that means having fun like I was just vibing I met somebody <laughs> I would say that I got very carried away in that relationship <laughs> not necessarily to the point that like it made me not 
it wasn't that that made me now not focus on like uni but i think first of all making classes optional is just not a good idea for somebody like me because what happened was that i felt like i would always be able to catch up like even if i didn't go and then lectures were recorded so i was like well i can watch it back boy oh boy <laughs> was i wrong about that because when you miss one nobody tells you that there's a knock-on effect after that mm-hmm. because if you miss one then you have more to catch up on by the time the second lecture is on if you miss the lecture that means you also miss the tutorial or like the workshop of that week as well or even if you go to the workshop then you now don't even understand what they're talking about so once you miss that week then you're in week two trying to catch up from week one and because you're too busy trying to catch up from week one you, <laughs> you now can't even focus on what they've done week two i was always i always felt like i was like trying to catch up trying to catch up trying to catch up and with me i've always managed to be academically successful without putting so much effort in i thought i'll be able to carry that into uni it didn't work it did not work and i only found that out at the end of first year when i got that result it wasn't a laughing matter <laughs> i'm laughing i'm giggling now then it was not a laughing matter i literally cried tears of blood like luckily for me my first year was only 11 percent. i know some people's first year didn't count um but mine was 11 percent. second year was 33 and then third year was like 45 or 55 but yeah that was how it was done on my course so i had the opportunity to rebound after first year and um you know put the extra extra effort in in third year but yeah that was the strategy i tried to use and it didn't work so yeah i feel like i've just been growing up more and more since that time and like being in a situation where you have to adjust like the strategy that I used to use before and what was so comfortable for me to do before is not working anymore it was definitely like a growth phase for me to be able to try something new and like literally step out of my comfort zone um it wasn't an easy thing to do but I'm grateful that I was able to like make friends of my course and all of us really like supported ourselves to success so yeah that was kind of the main thing on the study side um, for me. What would you say it was like for you, Fumbi? I know law is Oof. a very techie subject. Oh, law was very, <laughs> very techie. I think after reading this, I had, I had like a test in one of my law courses and I didn't do so great. I think I got a 2-2 in the paper and I was just like, Z, this cannot be me. Um... Because me, I came into uni, guns are blazing. I was like, okay. Literally, in first year, I was already thinking about what internships I was going to be getting that summer, applying to, like, all the stuff that was open. I got rejections, though. Sorry. When people will be coming to talk about how, yeah, I just applied to Alan and Overy, and I'm going, and I was just like... Alan and Overy. What what, what are you doing with your CV that I'm not doing with my CV? You know, like, it was the exact same thing. But don't get me wrong like yes I partied and stuff but I think at some, I was also quite like focused on what I wanted to do career-wise as well as like academically and so when I found out like okay I got like this tutorial and this mock test thing I was just like um yeah how do I improve 
these grades um because yeah. i for, law is so funny because you would think you get it but then you're like no you really don't get it there's no i thought it's i must be sure that i know not <laughs> i thought that you know yeah it's very there's no paraphrasing like it's very specific it's i imagine very specific and you know there's so many cases you would have to memorize because there's significant like principles of law that are attached to certain cases and so if you know the principle but yeah. you don't know the case or you mix up the principles in some shape <laughs> or form oh, you are in for it you've missed it you have missed it <laughs> you have missed it entirely. so it will be me like trying to study and it was really hard because i i think there was something about uni that again when it came to studying there were bits of there are parts of me that was like a little bit lazy like i'll go to my lectures i'll make my notes i'll go over my notes and stuff but there was an added be like mm, yeah okay i've just done this i'm 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 good i'm gonna watch gossip girl now sort of thing and I'll get back to it. <laughs> so it's a thing of like, if yeah. one thing I realized is like, I didn't have a healthy, healthy and, you know, well-disciplined study session, like study regime for myself in my first year. And even to some extent, um, yeah, until I think until my second year was when I started to like really get it in because I didn't even understand the importance of office hours. Like, people would literally go into office hours to talk to lecturers and ask them questions, no matter how dumb or how silly. Because, can't lie, you'd be too shy to ask a dumb question in a massive lecture hall or in a yeah. with 15 other people because you don't want to look at a yeah. But I did find that, like, I only learned more about, like, my office hours in my second year of uni. But in my first year, I went in in my seminar classes. Like, I would ask the questions I wanted to ask. I have lecture notes, I have seminar notes, you know, and I'll still go over it and be like, okay, but I still don't understand this. Like, can you explain this to me? But despite all of that, you know, I find that like, it was really, really hard to get really, really like 80 somethings from me when it came to mm. um, Yeah. And so it was- And you, like, you had to reduce your expectations. Yes. You are still, I think all of us were still viewing ourselves with that, viewing 70s, 80s, 90s with that A level GCSE I. Yeah. You don't understand that at uni, 60, 65 is high. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was an adjustment too. Like, it if was... you manage to get 70, 80, it's like your Einstein. Like, did you get it? You know, honestly, when I got my that 17, kind of thing. when I got my first 17, first year, I was just like, what did I do? You know, but I realized that the, the module that I got the 70 in, I remember it so clearly. The teacher had brought like a Barbie and Ken doll to like teach us about property and estoppels. And I was just like, oh, I remember the Barbie and Ken doll lecture. So this was like helpful, yeah. you know, in that sense. I also have one lecture. It was engaging in- enough for you to remember to it. To remember. And that's when I discovered that, like, okay, when it comes yeah. to learning, how I, learn is also different now like there's a visual element of learning with me that comes into play because law there's lots of reading like yeah. i was spending time yeah. reading different case case laws this one that i want to apply and it's yada 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 but to really really like yeah. really understand it the visual 
learning aspects and the breaking down of it was really good now i didn't do straight law i did law with social sciences because i knew that like straight law would bore me um but what i found was (laughs) my other non strictly legal courses or like more philosophical courses i was thriving a lot better in those ones because it got me thinking and it was like okay putting in your thoughts and arguing your thoughts and backing it up with in this sense you know political scriptures of the philosophers that existed or like business whatever anecdotes here and there and I think that for me made learning a bit more fun because I could then go into like all my lectures and drawing the intersections between them that helped me but no law was difficult yeah law was very very difficult um and I think till I left uni I was still navigating how best to study and make things work yeah wasn't that all of us though like it never stopped until we got our final grade and that was what made third year so um intense because it was like you want to feel very comfortable and like confident in your study style but it's like you're still kind of trialing do you get it because a lot of what you're doing is like you have to do it yourself and this is the difference with um sixth form or like in secondary school is that there's someone like there's a teacher there they come with their lesson plan they know how much of the subject they're going to teach you to do they know what they're going to give you for homework you know everything has been broken down in that sense at uni first of all there's nobody like everything is set out but if you don't do it there's nobody that's coming to chase you or try trying to like make sure that you are following the schedule in the way that you should be and then if you don't do that for whatever reason by the time that you realize that things have fallen apart sometimes it can feel like it's too late so you're very much like still pushing 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 as you're pushing you're wondering is this even going to work (laughs) you know like but you can't even really spend too long being, like, in the worry phase. Like, I always see memes about, like, oh, you'll be crying and, like, you have to time how long you're crying because, it's like, actually, I have to get back <laughs> to studying. You can't spend too long being, like, emotional because that's yeah. precious study time you're wasting. So, ah, man, that was such a, like, intense time. And when I got my grade, like, my final grade, man, I cried tears or blood like my roommate she was like that did I feel and flat me she asked me she was like did I feel that the way I was crying <laughs> I said no girl it's tears of joy like I can't even tell you what I've been through mm-hmm. in these three years like to even be able to graduate with a 2-1 at this point is just like God has just crowned me like it was mm-hmm. just such a it was like a relief as well like I thank God like this is finally over I can put this behind me <laughs> Like, uni was just so... Ah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It's so funny. Honestly. I, at the end of my uni experience, especially undergrad, I felt like I had failed. Even though I finished with a 2-1. And that was because, like, I went into uni with the expectation that I would finish with the first class. That was what I wanted Mm. for myself. And then to not achieve that for myself felt like I failed. Yeah. I remember getting my grades. Yeah. And I was just weeping. 
in sorrow. It was weird. And that was when it started to click for me that like, okay, there's a lot of attachment with doing well academically for me. Like, yeah, it was like, it was a proof of my metal that like I was worthy enough of what yes. I'm worthy enough of. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, it was insane. Like everybody else around me was like happy and joyous. Like my parents were happy. Yet it, and I was just a mess. I was just a mess. And it wasn't for lack of effort. Cause I tried, I, my grades in third year, when I looked at it, I was just like, these are all, you know, and third year was pandemic year. So a lot of my grades were pretty much yeah. first class sort of averages coming up about or really, really high two ones. And so I had just assumed with the aggregate of everything, it would be fine. At first. But to not yeah. get that was shocking. In fact, my trust, I trust law, trust, I think I got a 2-2 in that module and it was like 30 credits for the third year. And I was just like, trust is one of those ones where you think you know, but you actually don't know. It was one of those very confusing (laughs) ones. Till this day, I understand some level of trust, like trust law, whatever, Um, but it is still very complex. And that's the, it's so funny because I remember the lecture was just like, it looks easy, it looks simple, but I'm learning that the most simple things in life are sometimes the most complicated things. Thank you, trust. Mm. That was my introduction to that. The most simple (laughs) things in life can sometimes be the most complicated things. Um, The way you said that, thank you, is like, I think I'm be going. (laughs) No, but it was... The trauma. It was a lot, Sha. I remember, like, it just... In that moment, at the end of it, my sum of uni, regardless of any other thing I had achieved, whether it was debating or or working on a summit or being featured on panels or running a business while I was at uni, all of that paled in comparison to I didn't get the first class I wanted. And so mm-hmm. the last three years was a waste. That was what I felt in that moment. I'm over it now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm over it now. Um, yeah. But yeah. And it's so funny because it kind of spilled over into my master's. Because I was just then like, okay, my master's is going to be my massive comeback. I'll be a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm going to leave my master's with a distinction. Um, Like I said in the first episode, that didn't happen. I finished with the merit. But that same the crush crush of that was just like mm-hmm. yeah this this can't be all that there is to yeah. like I cannot be the sum total of my accomplishments or achievements mm-hmm. in that sense um, and that's what I struggle with I found like in uni especially when it came to like grades it was always about like yeah. me wanting to do better be better how could I be better in that sense um yeah but trying yet still not gain the results that i wanted you know you stay up all nights to study 
you would do all of that but that still wouldn't yield you know whatever it was and so it just reinvented but I did find that I enjoyed the learning process when I look back now yeah it would be like I really did enjoy the learning process if I wasn't hyper focused on my grades all the time because everyone tells you your grades is very important to get a very good job yada 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 yeah if I didn't focus on that too much um but like I remember working with one of my lecturers and it was just like (laughs) he was probably one of the most intelligent intelligent men I had ever like worked with studied like who had taught me I learned so much I learned so much and it was through working with him as a research assistant and also like learning in his classes that like made me choose what I the course I chose to study for my master's because it was just like the yeah. eye opener to the whole thing. But yeah, in terms of that, that was that. I want to ask, what was the process of the positive reframing after being through those experiences, especially two times and then feeling sort of defeated? And do you think that it forced you to ascribe value to yourself outside of academics i think the forces that led me towards like the positive reframing was the counseling and therapy i got um yeah during my masters and then after post masters it really really helped me break things down and see things yeah. in the wider picture and the wider frame of mind. Because before that, see, there was no mm-hmm. wider frame, wider picture. <laughs> it was literally okay. just this or that. Sometimes you actually like, need somebody external. Planned out, this is what I was going to be doing here, 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 here. Yeah, by this age, by this age, by this age, 16. I was already planning that by 28. I'll be in Forbes 30 under 30. (laughs) 16. So, gosh, I was, and I still am to some extent. It's just like better frame of mind in regards to like ambition and drive. Um, but no, I think it's. It's therapy. It's it had to be the therapy, and it wasn't a thing where it had to be like external validation. Because I felt like all throughout childhood, with doing really well with school, you get a lot of external validation of that, and so it feeds into yeah. you internally. But I think for sure going through therapy helped me now find validation internally. Like, okay, fine. Yes, internally you want okay. to do these good things, but there's also the external factor of it. Now we need to like break all of this down so that you can then yeah. see that like, okay, you actually enjoyed the learning process. It wasn't just about your grades. Yeah. You actually did so much more than, because you. I could have spent my entire time at uni, library, dorm, library, dorm, no societies, no panels, no nothing not picking up any new skills, not learning how to network, not learning how to throw a massive conference on a campus and just sail through uni and done all of that and have nothing else to show for it. But she was just like, no, you did all of this as well as study. Yeah. 
there's so much there that you have dismissed yeah. to focus on this one area. Yeah. But the full picture is so much more enriching in that sense. For sure. And I think not recognizing that makes it really hard for you to sell yourselves when you're like applying for stuff because you're just like really basic. Yeah. Kinny. Yeah, because you feel like, oh, if I don't have this, then what else kind of thing? Then what else? But, but like, there's actually a lot more. There's a lot more. And even saying, being on this podcast now, right, like talking about this is, it's actually revealing that to me again. It's just like, no, when you're applying for jobs and writing cover letters, you're not showing the breadth of who you are as a person and what you can do. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, you need to do a bit more like the bigger picture, the be yeah. as holistic as possible um obviously yeah. within, regarded whatever it is for like applications yada yada but like holistic outlooks yeah. are so so good and i'm i always say this like, i'm so thankful i thank god so much for like the ability to have had the counseling that i had at the time yeah. and then to like to be in this space where I can look back and not feel pangs of disappointment, but just like, yeah. Okay. Like, those were very, very good moments. Yeah. I think that that's what's really helpful about therapy or just sharing what you're going through with people is that when you're in the moment and then you're dealing with something, it can feel like, or like this is the only thing because you're hyper like focused on it but then when you actually speak to someone else it's like first of all they don't have the pressure of the situation weighing on, weighing on them but they're able to take like a full picture of you for example somebody that wasn't going through the pain and disappointment of not getting the grade that you didn't get could then look at the full story and be like oh but you did this and you did this and you made these friends and you've expanded yourself in this way and even through the situation this is how you've grown like there's so much more that you can take from this situation and I think that's what's really helpful about whether it's therapy or whether it's just sharing or speaking with your support system is that people can look from a different perspective and then be able to pull you out of your pain so that you can also take a different perspective to it and it's not just like a give yourself your pat on the back kind of thing but it's like actually that's not the only thing that's going on that's not to discount your pain or your disappointment but it's like in as much as that's how you feel there are other ways you can feel and other things to then be happy about you know that it's like okay in spite of this happening you know I have gained these other things. It might not have been what I wanted or what I thought was important, but looking through that perspective can also highlight what is added to you as a person, what is added to your life and the ways that has actually benefited you. Um, and I think that that's really important and something that um, probably as Nigerians we're not very used to doing because it can feel like anything that doesn't have to do with school or doesn't have to do with work or like getting money or accomplishing in the corporate or like academic space is just like not important but it totally is because it is still like a part of our lives and a part of what fills up our life experience so um I am really happy 
that you're able to kind of reframe your mind in that sense and that you're in a space to be able to look at things from a new perspective as well. Honestly, I'm thankful for it. Like I, it's nicer to look back at my years at university, both undergrad and masters, and not just think of it in terms of moments where I failed, but rather just see it as moments yeah. where, like, I went through so many different trials, and yet I still prevailed. Yeah, you know, and that is good. And I made better yeah. for it. I made stronger for it. There's a wealth of knowledge I've acquired through those experiences that is like helpful to me. And that's what happens in the academic space. But then if we then go into like personal spaces of like who we are as people, our minds, how we view ourselves as well, that's another element we don't like recognize as fine tuned or like created while we're at uni, especially when it comes to finances as a student. Mm. Oh, my god there was so much i still even to this day i'm still learning so much about finances but as a student i struggled so much with managing my money and budgeting and all of those mm-hmm. fun things and that was another area in my life where i felt like i was failing i was just like ah wait now how am i not getting this right properly yeah. especially when <laughs> especially when i had to move from on campus accommodation to living off campus and it's then like okay now you live off campus even though living off campus was my off campus accommodation was with my landlords were my university because they had like off campus accommodations that we could apply for um it was really good i really liked that because that was like stress-free but with that i remember just having to learn how to deal with um paying for your bills food shopping, knowing when to take out the bin because if you miss recycling, D, ha. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh my goodness. On campus, at least the cleaners will come, they'll clean your kitchen if your kitchen is not too messy. Yeah. Um, they'll help you take out the bins and all of that fun stuff. But off campus, you didn't have to deal with all of these things yourself. It was like really, really quick into like, it was a microcosm of what was even in microcosm, it was you playing life. Like, okay, these are things you had to yeah. manage at the same. All these things that you didn't have to think about before. You have to start doing that yeah. as well. Like, cleaning your room, cleaning the house that you have. You know? You're hosting people <laughs> over. Okay, now the people are gone. Ha. Ah. <laughs> what are all yeah. these dishes? You know, like, having to clean yeah, up the dishes and me i love to cook and bake like i had a catering business while i was at uni and so whenever it came to that i was just like oh my god now i have to like clean up all of these dishes oh you host people mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and you're just like oh. did i really have to make that casserole used make use this casserole dish to make that chicken like come on so these are the things like you would think about i was thinking about like okay fine spend all this time doing this when I could have spent it you know either studying or finishing off that essay before the deadline all of that fun stuff but yeah so those little bits of self-management I had to learn the hard way in uni I caught him too close to deadlines yeah. to submit some assignments that was just like 
<laughs> yeah, don't be playing like this. this yeah. Is really boring. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like our first taste of managing, managing at home, managing your personal space without you having like someone else to do that for you or support that. Because mm-hmm. at uni, at least there would be someone to take care of the communal areas. But when you've got your own house or your own flat, like it's between you and your flatmates, who's going to do what it's like. And if you literally don't do it, it doesn't go down. <laughs> so, yeah. Growth, no? Growth, you learn quickly. You, learn <laughs> you, you have to, like... <laughs> But I learn quickly, or you'll be sleeping with mice. Ah, sleeping with mice. Yeah. Um. You, all of those things, man. You just have to do things really well, really smartly, yeah. and that way. But yeah. So yeah, that was an experience. It was. It really was. I didn't really do. I wasn't really focused on like internships either. I know you touched on um, like applying for law internships and things like that. For me, I was studying maths because I, I liked this subject. I wasn't totally sure exactly what I wanted to do, but I just felt like, well, if I do that, then I'll have options. Yeah. And at that time, I remember my mom was like, oh, maybe you should consider like insurance or you should consider like going into actuary because the focus was about where I was going to get a bountiful, stable income. But I wasn't really, like, in a rush or even excited to apply for, like, internships and things like that because I'm just, like, in all honesty, I just didn't want to do it. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> that literally, that was not what I wanted to do. Um, well, we'll probably delve into that more in the next episode. Um, my whole like career journey um, is more of a longer topic but yeah I didn't apply for internships but thankfully I was able to still get a graduate but I think that's more segueing to post uni life so maybe I'll pick that up in the next episode yeah and I think you know for anyone who's in uni now I would say to you, make the most of your uni experience. I mean, of every aspect. Make the most of it academically, socially. Try things. Like, try things. If your uni has some quirky society that you're like, you know what, this should be fun, go for it. Like, I didn't, for the longest time at work, there was a radio, there was a radio, like, student run radio thing. And you think about that, and you're just like, the kids who did the radio, society at uni that we're producing and stuff a lot of them now work in media and production and whatever um and that wasn't necessarily what they were studying it was just like oh this seems really cool so take yeah. while you're in it make the most of all the opportunities you have explore explore your interests explore the things you're yeah. just like mm, that seems dumb you know like do the dumb things but do the dumb things in in good boundaries or not dumb things that are going to end up putting your life at risk a big a job 
alcohol poisoning is very, very real. <laughs> there are far too many stories. Of too drink, many responsibly. drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Please drink responsibly. Drink responsibly, please. Because uh, I know, like, when we're recording this podcast at the moment, anyway, it's like freshers. Freshers week, the freshers bug, all the things are happening yeah. oh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enjoy your that university experience. Get to know people, get to know yourself, and all of that fun stuff. Step out of your bubble, step out of your comfort zone, exactly. and uh, explore. Exactly. And on that note, we hope that you've enjoyed the episode. And please don't forget to rate, like, share, let us know what you think um, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, and we will see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks, guys. Bye. Bye.